0: Welcome to Council Chat with me today is Councilmember Brian Fry. Brian, how are you doing? I'm great, Jeff. Thank you. Good to see you. Yep. Absolutely. We're starting off next week's as usual with our board of bids and petitions for public improvements. Yep. And then we're looking at a resolution to set public hearings considering issuing a TIF district for development around the stadium. Now, we had quite a bit of discussion about this at the agenda read today. Yep, that's true. Uh, a lot of people are asking, why are we separating off a TIF district when we've already got a TIF district and I think the major issue, people just want to ensure that we built that stadium based on those TIF dollars and putting it back into debt service for the stadium. So I think people just want to ensure that um, we are using that and we don't have to get into our general
1: obligation or taxpayer dollars to pay for that. Right, the whole idea is that the stadium was going to create a catalyst area that means new development, whether it's retail, office, hotel. Obviously a lot has changed in the last three years since the stadium opened. Um, the, uh, the development for this project is slightly different. It's changed in scope a little bit. Uh, it's grown It went from a $60 million investment to $110 million investment. But the action on Tuesday is just to set the hearing so that way we can go back later this month or later this year and share all the details with the public and be fully transparent. Uh, the main thing is there is no new debt being issued uh, that the state I- that the city is incurring on this project. This is all pay as you go TIF financing. But the action on Tuesday is just to set the hearing date. Okay. That's, this is a procedural thing. Okay. And, and and I'm glad you've said that because that is exactly what folks need to know. Is. Right the um, action item is 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 only setting the hearing right yeah it'll be a month yeah we're not approving this on Tuesday it's just setting the hearing date Um, but it's important for the public to know how it's changed more development is happening it's an increased size of the project which means more dollars are going to be spent on it um, which means more revenue is going to be able to come back to the stadium so and that's what it's all designed to do
0: and I know you and I were both on the council whenever we voted to go forth with the baseball stadium and a lot of a lot of our thought in Riverfront was that we wanted to ensure that we were using limited taxpayer dollars. And right. We wanted to ensure that we were using other
1: incentives. Yeah. All new incremental, absolutely right. Anything that is being generated because of that stadium should be going to pay towards it, and that's what this is doing. It's just three, four years too late. Yep. Right, yep. because of other challenges. Yep. So. so,
0: we're making some making some um, changes to the golf fund. You want to talk yeah, about that? Yeah. So a going bit? from
1: baseball to golf. Yep. There you um, go. Golf has been doing very well this year. Uh, people are still playing at record levels. I think we have 13,000 more rounds this year at this point in time than last year. So even you know the COVID effect, people have stayed playing, which is great, which is good for our system. I think we finally right-sized our system and we've got a great director. Uh, Jesse has been fabulous for the system. He's made some really nice improvements. If you haven't been to uh, McDonald or Sim Golf Course, and text there's been some nice cosmetic changes to the clubhouses made them more efficient they're more pleasing they've got a better retail mix uh, it's more enjoyable for the golfers the courses are improving and so we're seeing a lot more rounds which is good but that also means we've got more expenses because there's more uh, fertilizers more uh, water yeah. or more, more commodities more maintenance and so we have to adjust the golf adjust the golf fund which is good because we have more money coming in. Uh, Which is going to mean some capital improvements to the courses. I know one of the things they're looking at is the um, cart paths Uh, The cart paths at McDonald are in horrible shape And so we're looking at several hundred thousand dollars to come back in and make the courses even better. So it's a good thing to have Um, Congratulations to everyone that's working out at our golf system and and doing really well with it and thank you to all of our our players uh, Because that's what we need so
0: yeah, we're good well, hey, we're also going to be discussing facilities maintenance in 2024, so that's going to include City Hall, parking garages, cultural facilities, ADA improvements, and more. We're also very excited to discuss a couple of the dirt roads in Districts one, three, four, and 6. Sorry, 5's getting left out of <laughs> and there. Two. And 2. And, and 2 as well. Yeah. And um, the first the first dirt road pavings will start this fall, and we'll continue to see that. Now, you know, the decision on those is made more of an income basis. The original thought was, we'll, you know, we, what do we have? I think we said we have 100 miles or so. Of Just dirt dirt about roads.
1: 110 dirt lane miles.
0: Lane bridge. miles. So what we do is we're trying to address those. Lower income areas in that that we, in schools right. schools that we don't ever think would be able to pave the roads by petition in other areas of the city where there's higher income properties and more property um, uh, uh, the appraisal value would right. go up with the with the, with with the paved roads and I think that you know we're kind of
1: trying to work it from the bottom end up. Yeah. And, and believe it or not there are still people and neighborhoods that want to continue to have dirt roads. This doesn't mean we're gonna pave every dirt road uh, because there are some people that still like living on dirt roads because it slows traffic and it keeps uh, traffic to a minimum as well. Um, And so again, it's gonna be done on a case by case basis, uh, focusing first on schools and then those low income areas. And so um, it's gonna take a while. I think this uh, 10 year CIP plan only addresses the first 40 miles of the 110. So it'll have to either be renewed or extended beyond um, but I know that the, the first bids uh, we just approved, what, two weeks ago, and they came in less than what staff was yeah. originally projected. So maybe we'll get to it quicker. So, um, but again, starting to see that progress. Speaking of roads, we also have our annual outsourced pavement preservation program. This is where we treat all of our roads. We have about 5,600 lane miles across the city, um, all kinds and this allows us to treat about 15% of those roads annually throughout all the districts. It's spread equitably. So like I have about 15% of the road network in my district. My district will get about 15% of that budget. And I think you're at like 16% and you'll get about 16. So every district gets an equal share based on the number of lane miles they have. And it's everything from um, crack seal to preservation, um, et cetera and this pavement preservation program has done a great job of really taking that asset and strategically making those investments to keep it nice, right? And that's the one thing I hear most about is roads. You probably do too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so the more that we can uh, do with our road network, the better, Uh, but this is that annual program that we um, approve. We also have our municipal court collections contracts Again, any time there's a municipal court um, procedure and there's a fine, then there's collections. And um, that collections is paid for via that person who's you know has to pay for it. So it's not any cost to the city. It's billed to the person that's got the fine. But we have to have a company that does that for us. We don't have the staff to do the collections. And so this is a contract to approve that agency. Uh, and then we've got to replace some IT cable i mean we just had a presentation from our IT department talking about cybersecurity. not only is there's the software but there's the hardware and we have to keep our equipment and our plant up to date so replacing some IT data cable Uh, and then we it seems like we always have a housing agenda item (laughs) it seems like every council meeting there's something from housing Uh, we've got the housing uh, voucher payment program 2024 to approve as well so uh, you know, even though we'll both be out of town, yeah. there's a lot on this agenda and I, I'm planning yeah. on joining it remotely as much as yeah. we can yeah. Yeah. Um, to continue to stay up on yeah. it. But. You know, housing is such a big issue right now.
0: Yeah. You and I both um, went to the county, had a meeting. It was a collaboration of state and city and county this morning right. and talking about the um, winter shelter and not having a winter shelter and housing got brought up. Mm-hmm. And the county appraiser says we're between 30 and 50,000 units short of what we right. need and unfortunately we're just going to continue to push that cost of whether it's your rent whether it's a first-time home buyer whether it's
1: somebody that's buying a second or third home it's it's just going to go up and up and and i don't think that's unusual uh or atypical for which i think you're seeing that in cities all across the country shortage of housing stock right and everyone's faced with the same issue and how do we continue to make sure that we have affordable housing, subsidized housing for people that need it, and housing that's affordable, right, so that people aren't living beyond their means. And so finding that right balance, making sure that we're continuing to increase different types of housing, whether it's single family residential, uh, duplex, multifamily, having those different inventory of options for people is important.
0: So I would say what we're not used to here in Wichita is the inflation spikes and double digit increases. You know, we always kind of talk about our flat values and we don't go up high fast. We don't go low fast. And and now we're starting to see those jumps that a lot of the other country has. Well,
1: and everybody saw those giant jumps during uh, COVID, right? With uh, OSB was like went from $8 a board to 30 plus a yeah. board. I mean, that made housing costs yeah. very expensive. And so we're starting to see some of those lumber prices come back yeah. down, but some of the other supplies change stuff still hasn't come down. Yeah. And so that's affected us here locally, And then fuel cost yeah. makes it harder. So um, there, there, there's another
0: action item to uh, make an amendment to our non-discrimination ordinance. And um, Council Travel, you and I will both be out of town. We're going to MBAA, which is a national business Association aviation association meeting um, conference. We've been out there before. Yep. They have a static display. They have a um, more of a vendor display. Uh, um, vendor display at the convention hall, and it's something that I, I used to go to this whenever I worked for Textron and it's something that um, it's very much appreciated by mm-hmm. our businesses. Yeah. I realize they're all here in the area, but they like seeing us be a, their oh, yeah. cheerleader there and, yeah. and, and be out there promoting Wichita. And I know some other cities still try to say, "with you know, <laughs> they're <laughs> the new air capital now. I still feel like we're the new yeah. air capital. And you look at the new contracts Textron's got. You look at all the activity we have going yeah. on the Spirit and a lot of our tier two and tier three suppliers and it's, it's very important we have a presence yeah. there and we continue to find out
1: how we can help those companies. Yeah. Uh, bottom line is business aviation is still centered in the United States of America yeah. and that's why it's such an important conference for the city of Wichita to attend, Greater Wichita Partnership, City of Wichita, etc. Uh, because it is such a big part of our manufacturing business here. Yeah. And we need to be in those arenas where those other suppliers, those other people looking for business jets are there so that they think of Wichita first yeah. and not those other cities. And so it's important that we continue those relationships um, and continue to help develop it and, and grow the business because we are still the air capital of the world. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Um, a lot of fun activities
0: going on around. I know everybody's excited about Halloween coming up. <laughs> a lot, a lot of galas and stuff are going on. Actually, um, I'll be emceeing and be a charity auctioneer at a masquerade gala on the 28th at the Drury. It's going to be for Raise Your Head Foundation. It's for a group that it's 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 it helps out with trafficking and similar to what Hope Ranch does. And very excited to. Go that, and anyone wants wants to come out and so, get in a masquerade ball. And, well, I want to know what you know what. you got
1: your costume planned out.
0: Um, I, I guess I guess I'm going to wear tux and a mask. I kind of made the joke with my wife. I said, "Well, I'll look funny with my readers behind my mask, <laughs> being able to try to read
1: the script." So. Very, nice. Very nice. I haven't been to a costume party in years. I'd have to really think about what it would be. Yeah. Um, that'd be interesting. Um, no, I mean yes, the cooler weather, there are a lot of good fall activities right yep. now. I dunno my wife is going to a pumpkin patch today with some of her coworkers. Um, I've gotta move my mom this weekend, so okay. I, it'll be a lot of work for me and then we head out. Yep. So yep. Uh, but no, it's just a good time of year. The weather's turned a little yep. bit. We're all wearing long sleeves and sweaters right now, yep. so uh interesting. Okay, so we're we're kinda of building up to this because this is the, the, the moment where we have the surprise question okay. and You know, last two have have been about Chiefs. I don't know if we're going to have a third one in the Chiefs or not, but oh, okay. Best Halloween movie of all time. Uh, Does it have to be a Halloween theme or just take place in the Halloween season? That's interesting because I have this debate about Christmas movies, right? Uh, Die Hard, I don't think that's a Christmas movie.
0: Everybody everybody
1: calls that a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas. It's not a Christmas theme. So, this is what is the best Halloween movie? Is it a Halloween theme movie, or is it just take place at Halloween? I, I mean, I, I'm going to go back to
0: that. Are you, are you <laughs> going to tell me It's a Wonderful Life isn't a Christmas movie, too? No, that's a Christmas theme. The whole thing is about Christmas.
1: What, Die Hard is all around no, Christmas. It just, it just takes place at Christmas. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back to the okay. topic here. Halloween movie of all time. Okay, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, it's I The don't Great w- Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I don't watch I don't watch scary movies. I never have. Uh, my wife loves them. Um, so is a scary movie a Halloween movie? See, the, uh, see, see this, this yeah. is the Die Hard question, right? Because... Uh, Was Die Hard a scary movie for you? <laughs> but Friday the 13th is a scary movie, but it's not a Halloween movie, okay? It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, is a Halloween okay. movie. Right? But is Halloween a Halloween movie? Yes. So therefore it's probably the best Halloween movie of all time. I'll go with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so now we've got someone from the side asking, did okay. I dunno if that came is the Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? That's the Tim Burton one, right? Mmm. I don't think I've seen it in its entirety, so I'd have to say it's a—I don't know. Have so you seen it? All no, the but but but
0: speaking of <laughs> of of Tim Burton movies, my wife last Sunday—I'd never watched Beetlejuice, oh. and she had me sit down and watch Beetlejuice. And is that I, a Halloween movie? Why? You, is it? I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of what the time frame was now.
1: But is a spooky, spooky movie a Halloween movie?
0: But I don't remember any pumpkins. I don't remember any trick or treaters.
1: So is Ghost a Halloween movie? <laughs> 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 all right, folks. We could have this debate all day long. I think so. Uh, oh, no, focus, no, focus, Focus. Oh no, 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 no. Is that is that Tyler's favorite Halloween movie of all time? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Well. Email us your thoughts on what you think yeah. is the uh, best Halloween movie of all Bee time. Which doll that goes? <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, be sure to subscribe and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Halloween. <laughs>